Hello everybody, welcome to this Talking Tendons podcast. My name is Associate Professor Peter Meliara, so I'm an academic and a physiotherapist from Monash University. So um, I just want to give a quick shout out to a course series in London. I'm going to go for a conference at Queen Mary University of London, which would be really great actually. It's being um, hosted by Dylan Morrissey there and it would be worth checking out. I've also got some courses in Glasgow and uh, Manchester and London um, if you're around that part of the world in September. So today's uh, Talking Tenants podcast on a paper by lead, lead author Patrick Corrigan, who's part of the Karen Silbernagel group um, in Delaware, um, uh, or at least was one of her students. And uh, it's a really good group because it's very clinical, a lot of the stuff that they do. And I'll try and give you some clinical take-homes from this paper. It's titled Tendon Loading in Runners with Achilles Tendinopathy Relations to Pain Structure and Function During Return to Sport. Uh, so it was published in the Scandinavian Journal of Medicine and Science in Sport, which is a really good journal. Uh, so basically, uh, what they're looking at is um, um, we know that you know Achilles tendinopathy is particularly recurrent, so people get it and they get it again, um, very very commonly. Um, and one of the th- one of the big holes in our knowledge is really understanding why uh, recurrence occurs. Is it related to um, some sort of pain susceptibility is it related to incomplete recovery. So they focused on the latter, which is incomplete recovery. So maybe we're not recovering some of their functional capacities was their sort of underlying hypothesis. And maybe we do need to focus more on these things um, to allow people to recover. Uh, so, um, so basically what they've done is they've looked at... Um, um, sort of this rationale of moving away from just you know pain as our guide for when people are ready to go back to running. Let's let's think about also how we're returning their function. So the first aim was to look at people that are um, uh, purposefully they recruited people who are sort of returning to running. Um, so this was what they labelled in inverted commas a return to sport cohort because these people were sort of in the process of going back to running. They weren't at the start of their injury phase. They were able to run and trying to build up their running. And they were looking at um, side-to-side differences in lots of different outcome constructs. So pain, uh, tendon structure, tendon function, lower limb function, and even Achilles load. So they got them to run on a treadmill. Rich Willie is involved with this paper and he's really... Um, pioneered some uh, modeling work to look at Achilles loads through people running on treadmills um, and that was part of this work as well so um, so that was their sort of primary aim which was to look at all these different constructs side to side in people with tendinopathy to see if um, in the most affected leg um, if they're still lagging behind when they're starting to run which does have implications clinically uh, the other thing they wanted to look at was relationships to Achilles load, which they modelled through running, and they wanted to see if things like pain and structure and even lower limb function like jumping and calf raise function um, was related to Achilles tendon loading. And I think the rationale here is that, you know, do we have some markers of Achilles tendon um, load aside from... Uh, well, we don't really have any clinical markers. Can there be any markers or anything that gives us an idea? Any any of the measures that we do, do they relate to Achilles load? Um, so that were the two aims. Uh, and they looked at runners. They were running more than 30 minutes twice a week. Um, and they were trying to build up, as I said, it was like a return to sport type cohort. 
um, and they measured you know lots of different lab measures it was a very comprehensive um, I think they had two visits to the lab where they looked at you know visa scores and um, they looked at they even looked at pressure pain thresholds in the Achilles uh, they looked at a counter movement jump drop jump hopping um, they looked at heel raise endurance they looked at thickness of the Achilles cross-sectional area um, they looked at um, uh, sort of shear wave uh, stiffness properties with sort of elastography but they also looked at classical stiffness by getting them to contract maximally and then measuring how much compliance there is in the tendon so they looked at you know really comprehensive measures um, and um, they also then looked at them running and they looked at then the modeling work of um, some of the running um, measures that um, uh, you can uh, derive which is things like um, uh, the forces in the Achilles, the loading rate of the Achilles, and also the impulse. So, um, so basically, um, they looked at all this stuff, which is you know really comprehensive. What they found, they ended up recruiting 24 runners. Um, 15 had unilateral symptoms, um, and what they did is something also very clever. They basically categorised them as the most versus the least symptomatic legs so they didn't have just a unilateral cohort which i think is quite pragmatic because it's hard with tendinopathy because so many people have bilateral symptoms probably about a third so um, it's hard to recruit just people with unilateral um, so they've, they've categorized them as most and least symptomatic which you know does have limitations but is pragmatic um, and then um, uh, I'm just looking for some of the main measures. So take home and key findings. There were, as you can imagine, differences in visa scores between legs in um, pain with loading through the drop counter movement jump and also pain with running uh, between the Achilles tendons. But if you look at the pain scores, they were actually quite low because as you can imagine, these people are sort of getting back to running. Pain scores were quite low um, overall. Um, Pressure pain thresholds did not differ between groups, uh, between the sides, sorry, uh, which indicates that maybe that was driven by a lot of the bilaterals that were there. Um, uh, so that was interesting. And um, there were also no differences in their running uh, measures. So things like the side-to-side -side Achilles forces and the loading rate and the impulse. And one of the rationales or arguments they gave for this is because maybe it wasn't demanding enough. They got them to run at um, a self-selected sort of speed that the people would run at during a um, endurance run, during a long run. Um, so maybe that wasn't demanding enough to see the differences in Achilles force and loading rate and impulse. But there was no differences side-to-side -side in those measures. Um, so, uh, what about tendon structure? The tendon, as you can imagine, the Achilles was thicker and it had a larger cross-sectional area. One of the things I thought was really interesting is there was reduced stiffness with the classical stiffness measure, but not with the elastography um, shear wave measure. There was reduced stiffness, so more compliance. And um, this was despite... Um, uh, this was Young's modulus, so it gives you material properties rather than structural properties. So despite the thicker tendon, um, the thickness did, didn't compensate for a drop in uh, the material properties or strength of the tendon. Uh, the compliance was increased. So that I thought was really, really interesting. Um, and I'll talk more about that in a second. 
Um, so key findings was really there was differences side to side for some of the measures still, and I mentioned those before, the visa, the load pain with drop, counter movement jump, um, the running pain was different. But if you look at the lower limb function measures, counter movement jump and plyometric quotient were lower on the affected side, but counter movement jump and heel raise work were not. And they argued that maybe uh, the counter movement uh, drop jump is a little bit more plyometric and so is hopping um, so those two measures were different side to side so they're, they're probably good ones to to um, keep an eye on for looking at um, uh, whether your runners are ready or have recovered function so that's a really good take-home message from this paper the only measure that was related to Achilles force was drop counter movement jump so that was the only one that maybe could be used as a surrogate for you know um, are they uh, is that related to the Achilles force? That was interesting as well. Um, so I guess key take-homes. Um, they've shown that um, um, for endurance running anyway, the forces are not different side to side, but there are some functional um, impairments, drop counter movement jump and plyometric uh, quotient during hopping are different. So these are things, and again, it reinforces the importance of looking at hopping in this cohort. Um, so that's, that was interesting, I thought, uh, and worthy of um, sort of considering when you're looking at people return to sport time. Um, I, I thought, for me, the most interesting thing was the fact that there was more strain, uh, or uh, sorry, that there was more compliance in the Achilles tendon. Um, uh, so I wonder whether, even though the forces are the same, whether there's more uh, compliance and strain because it's not as stiff so for a given force it's going to strain more and I wonder whether that sets up this um, uh, sort of tendon for also recurrence because you've got uh, this situation where the tissue is being stressed more with every stride so that's something that I've sort of always wondered and I think is not answered because they didn't measure strain during running but they did measure the correlate for force or modeled for so that was interesting so anyway lots of good take-homes there um, I hope you enjoyed this episode I thought I really enjoyed the paper and I think it's a really good one to read for clinical take-homes as I said this group is really good with clinically translatable stuff that can help us um, with patients particularly at that sort of functional impairment level um, excellent thank you very much for listening once again and I'll see you next time